please pray, come Lord Jesus with me three times. Come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we are gathered here, I ask your Holy Spirit to descend upon all of us, to preach to us individually and as a family. As we gather the three words that are on my mind, there's the word cute, the word muck, and the word gift. We ask that your son's incarnation may become a reality this day. We ask all this in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Cute, muck, and gift. Last year, I found myself sitting on the right over here where we had the manger scene, and I remember praying on Christmas morning, wondering, what do we have to do, Jesus? What do we have to do to help people to come to know who you really are? Because I think a lot of us who are adults here, we like the idea of a cute Christmas. We like talking about Santa. We like talking about presents. And we're talking about food. And we like to see our kids dressed up. And we like to see that because then the reality is we don't have to deal with our own mess that we've made. And we like the idea of this cute Christmas. Because also, if Christmas is cute and Christianity is cute, I don't have to change. It's easy. But the reality is that Christmas is not cute at all, unfortunately. Christmas is amazing. Christmas is incredibly beautiful. It's, it's actually awesome. And I want you to pull out the Heritage Missile that is right in front of you, the red book, like this. And I want you to look at the cover of that book, which has an image I like to preach about today, to show you that Christmas is really not cute at all. On that image is an image of the Trinity. And on that particular image, there's a conversation happening. The angel depicted in the, in, in the, in the image on the left is the Father in the red. And then the one in the red and blue in the middle is the Son. And the person on the right, or the angel on the right depicted there, is the Holy Spirit. And they're having this conversation directly when Adam and Eve sinned for the first time and they said no to God. And we have to know that the conversation kind of went like this. The Father looks at the Holy Spirit and the Son and said, who's going to go save them? Who's going to go save them? And Jesus said, I will. I'm going to go save them from whatever mess they've made from whatever darkness they may be struggling with, I'm going to go save them. And the Holy Spirit looks down because he knows that it's going to cost the Son of God his life. It's going to cost him his body and his blood. The word manger also showed up in our gospel reading today. And a lot of us like the song, Away in a Manger, and we make the manger seem kind of cute and clean. But the true word is, it's a trough. It's a feeding trough. Our God was born in a feeding trough. Even the word Bethlehem, maybe some of you know this, the word Bethlehem means house of bread. And in 11 times in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And Jesus is sent to us in the town of Bethlehem, born in a disgusting trough that cows and pigs and whatever disgusting animals ate out of, 
And in that manger, he was laid. As a symbol for all of us to know that 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 muck of the animals looks a lot like the muck we've made out of our lives, which is why we like the cuteness of Christmas, why I like the cuteness of knowing that the kids haven't really screwed it up yet. The children really haven't messed it up, so let's focus on them so I don't have to focus on my mess with the choices that I've made. And a lot of us have this idea that people that go to church have it all figured out. And I can tell you in my first year and a half of being here, there are people who are looking for hope. And that is the gift that Jesus desires to give all of us is a gift of hope. To know that whatever mess you've made, he went into that war with sin. And he desires to save you from that. I'm a lover of movies, but I'm also very picky when it comes to movies. But a couple years ago, one movie that stood out to my heart and stood out to my life was the movie Hacksaw Ridge. And it's a movie that is about World War II. And there is this soldier named Desmond Dawes. And he was a conscientious objector, which means because of his Christian faith, because also he knew of the deep sin he could commit, with the evil that he's done in the past, he said, I cannot shoot. Cannot shoot a gun. And as he enters as a medic in the army, in the infantry that he joined, he goes through a heck of a lot of abuse for making that sacrifice. He was called a coward a lot. He was called useless a lot. And then his battalion is sent out to Okinawa, where there's this ridge. There's about 100 feet of beach, and then there's 100 feet up to this ridge. And battalion after battalion failed. They would go out there, and they would all die. And they were decimated. And now it was the turn for Desmond Dawes and his battalion to go up there And as soon as a lot of them went up, they immediately began to retreat. Except for the wounded who were hit by shrapnel. Except for the wounded who were shot. Except for the wounded who lost limbs. And everybody retreated except for Desmond Dawes. And they didn't leave him behind by any means. They didn't leave him behind. He actually chose to stay behind. And he stays behind because this is why he came to join the army, to save, to be a medic. And what he does is incredible. He takes a tree and connects it to this climbing rope. Are you seeing the symbolism? He takes a tree and creates this rope to lower bodies down of wounded soldiers. And some of them were actually enemies as well. And he'd lower them down, one by one. And instead of running away from the war, he ran into the war. And he went searching for the wounded. And he lowered over 70 men. He had no skin left on his hands. 
after the 30th man. And while he's doing this, he's praying, Lord, get me one more. Lord, please, get me one more. And that is just an ounce of what Jesus did by becoming a person to enter into whatever war you and I may be going through. To give us hope. To give us hope. To give us that gift of hope that knowing whatever mess you might have made with your life, that it's not too late. Because war is messy. It's violent. It's bloody. But the fact is, so is life. Some of us here, gathered here, it's the first Christmas without a loved one. And we're feeling that absence. We're feeling that, that hopeless heart. Some of us here, our marriage is a mess. And the Lord comes to us to bring us hope to mend it. And I've seen a few marriages here be mended in my time. Some of us here might have just been getting loaded last night and wondering, is this the last time that I'm going to play these games? And Jesus was sent into our muck. He was sent into whatever mess we have made, not just 2,000 years ago, but today, to offer hope. And the question for a lot of us, are we going to receive that hope? Or or are we going to just have another cute Christmas and not have a conversion? To not actually open our hearts to this reality that no matter what sin you've committed, He can forgive it. No matter what darkness you might find yourself in, He can bring light into that darkness. Today. If you want to accept the light, if you want to accept the gift, I want to ask you to pray with me. Because last year, as I was sitting in these pews over here, looking at God in a mucky manger, I found myself weeping because I preached a cute homily for Christmas. And people didn't return. And people didn't find hope. And we're here to offer you hope. That is the gift of Christmas. And that is the gift that we are asked to accept. But our God loves us so much that he will never force himself upon us. So if you desire to receive that gift of hope, I'm going to ask you to repeat the words after me. And please pray and repeat the words after me as we pray. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, you came to heal, you came to heal our, wounded and troubled hearts. our wounded and troubled hearts. I beg you to heal the torments that cause anxiety in my heart. I beg you, in a particular way, to heal all who are the cause of sin. I beg you 
to come into my life and heal me of the psychological harms that struck me in my early years and from the injuries they caused throughout my life. Lord Jesus, you know my burdens. I lay them all on your good shepherd's heart. I beseech you by the merits of the great open wound in your heart to heal the small wounds that are in mine. Heal the pain of my memories so that nothing that has happened to me will cause me to remain in pain and anguish filled with anxiety. Heal, O Lord, all those wounds that have been the cause of all the evil that is rooted in my life. I want to forgive all those who have offended me. Look to those inner sores that make me unable to forgive. You who came to forgive the afflicted at heart, please heal my own heart. Heal my Lord Jesus. Those intimate wounds that cause me physical illness. I offer you my heart. Accept it, Lord. Purify it. And give me the sentiments of your own divine heart. Help me to be meek and humble. Heal me, O Lord, from the pain caused by the death of my loved ones, which is oppressing me. Grant me to regain peace and joy in the knowledge that you are the resurrection and the life. Make me an authentic witness to your resurrection your victory over sin and death, your living presence among us. Amen. As you come here, we hope to offer you a sense of hope at St. John's and all Catholic churches in Anago. This is a gift that Jesus offers all of us. This is what Christmas is truly about, to know that not one gift Nothing of glitter will satisfy the ache in your heart and my heart to know that our God went to war with sin and death to win us back. That's how much he loves us. That is a true meaning of Christmas. 
May God bless you all this Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.